Hey everybody, it's your old pal Andrew. Just wanted to remind you, we've got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Studio. Patreon is a resource for creators, like myself, the other podcasters here. It's a subscription service. So you go to Patreon, you subscribe to our Patreon, you get free, you get not free, you get bonus podcasts. You pay for it, it's not free. Uh, it's bonus episodes. So it's, it has nothing, it is not our free episodes, the normal throwback to school, Gentleman Overlords, Nerddom episodes, but it's bonus episodes. We have bonus episodes of the Gentleman Overlords, bonus episodes of Throwback to School, and an exclusive podcast just on the Patreon where me and Dr. Wally review wrestling pay-per-views. There are two tiers. We have the $1 tier where you get $1, or excuse me, one podcast a month. It shows us support, and it's $1 every month. That's it. We have a $5 tier, which is $5 every month. You get every podcast we put out on the Patreon. Usually two podcasts a week, sometimes one, sometimes three. But you get every podcast we put out, as well as access to all the podcasts we've ever done on the Patreon. So head on over there, patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Studio. You'll get a thank you message from me personally. I promise. I pledge to you. You get a personal message from me thanking you for subscribing and you're showing us support. So head on over there. Subscribe if you want. If not, great too. Thank you for listening. Bringing in the prayer from the movie that we're talking about today. Ah, this is Throwback to School, the podcast where we talk about stuff we liked in high school and if it's good anymore or not. I am Andrew and with me is... Hello. Uh, a special guest? Special guest. Uh, a, co- a fill-in co-host. A fill-in co-host. I'm so I'm honored and uh, surprised. I'm also be. surprised. I didn't know you were here. <laughs> I didn't realize you were here. I jumped up. You were just going to start recording this podcast on your own. Yeah. And I, I jumped up from under the table. You said, wouldn't it be great to do an episode about Quest for Camelot? And I was like, great, I'll do it by myself. <laughs> and then you just were here. It's magic. Kaylin's here. Hey, it's me. It's Kaylin. Kaylin. I'm here. Hi. Uh, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, Liza's great. Now gone. that that's out of the way. Yeah, now that that's out of the way. Uh, Liza's gone forever. Now, now, where is she? She's in. Uh, she went home. To her homeland like et like et now hold on okay she flew away in a bike before you uh finish the story i have to go on a tangent okay because i just watched um flight of the navigator uh-huh for the first time in 20 years probably right and i was like is this gonna hold up and it did okay, really great. enjoyed it good news but there's a very good joke where uh the main character lands at a gas station and asks the attendant for some change to call his parents uh-huh and then he does so and the attendant is awestruck by the ufo and then the kid runs back and gets on the ship and they fly away. And a family that's pulled in stares in awe at the UFO along with the attendant. And the attendant just says, he just wanted to phone home. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed very loudly. Wow. <laughs> like you did right like there. I, was that, I, I guess I don't know the timelines of those. Did that, that must have come out after E.T. Very shortly after E.T. So yeah, just like really like they were either... This is inspired by, or we're just like, we're just ripping off yeah, E.T. Yeah, exactly. There's a, a, Liza and I talked about it years and years ago, but there's a TV show, Step by Step. Sure. That was on the, thank God it's Friday lineup on ABC, TGIF. And 
in like the middle of the show, like you know, season three or four or something, they introduce these two characters that are Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> and it's not even like they were pretending like it was something else. Uh-huh. Like they show up and they start going, uh, uh, <laughs> and then one of the other characters goes, dude, those guys are just like those guys on MTV, Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> This is so lazy. It's not even like <laughs> yeah. they're not even trying. It's just like, oh, yeah, okay, this is a popular thing. That's for like kids. a sketch from that movie that was just a parody of other movies. Uh, oh, any of the uh, uh, like the, the scary movie. Or... Well, yeah. Uh, oh, gosh, oh, <laughs> Meet the Spartans, yeah. scary movie. I think it was like just like epic movie, epic movie. Yeah. That's what it was. I think that's yeah. what it was. <clears throat> Those oh are... look there's that character hey yeah. <laughs> yeah isn't this funny it's like look it's paris hilton that's hot and then she gets like crushed by a piano or something it's just like wow that was that was really something we didn't watch any of those for the podcast today caitlin we did not no but also in conclusion liza is in france oh liza's in france yeah <laughs> um we watched a movie that is a favorite of yours speaking from of when france. you were a lad speaking of france that's the, right. The Quest for Camelot. Yes. This takes is... place in Gap, France, Liza's hometown. <laughs> uh, it's an animated movie from 1995. Eight, I think. Eight? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I said. Yeah. Um, you were going to say 1995 plus three years. Exactly. That's how I say math. Everything is measured from 1995. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I watched this movie a lot as a kid, I believe. So don't tell the cops. Uh-oh. But sometimes my family would check out a movie and then hook up a second VCR <gasps> and we would record it. Don't tell the cops. Yep. Uh, and I believe this was, if not one of the, it was the last movie that I did that with. Wow. So this uh, is a milestone movie for you and your family. That's correct. Well, probably just me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably just rewatched it. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, boy, 98? 98. So, shoot, I meant to look this up. I think Hercules came out. It's probably around the same time. Around the same time. You're probably right. I think Hercules might have been like 97. Yeah. But I remember it being like a, a Hercules light. It certainly. Yeah, 1997. Okay. Um. Yeah, it certainly has some interesting animation choices <laughs> in it. I'll, I will grant you that. Um, there's some there's some really interesting things going on on screen. I'm going to get it out of the way right away. <laughs> One of the things that really bothered me in this movie was um, them just casually dropping the slur for people who are mentally handicapped, uh, just like as a joke. Did they it's drop the, that? It's the dragon. Um, oh. Uh, Eric Idle and... and uh, was it Cornwall or Devin? I don't remember. But one of them, they're trying to build a fire. Okay. And one of them... Uh, the joke is that they can't build a fire, and so I believe what he's alluding to is that he's fire retardant. Yes, that's but right. he just says fire retarded. I see. And I was just like, that is. <laughs> I understand this is 1998, and things were different then, right. and things are different now. Uh, and that you can't just use that as a wordplay joke, right? But that, that was still. I was just like, I didn't need to hear that. That's, that uh, that flew right over my head. Yeah, I don't think I even cut the joke there. Other than that, though, I I was on. I'm I always on the lookout for stuff like this, especially sure. you know, like I do that especially with stuff that I like too. But I was just like, oh boy. Right. Yeah. No, it's, I didn't need to hear that. Definitely but. good to uh, 
that that word was oh it was used in flight of the navigator and i was like come on <laughs> come on guys <laughs> i i also think what was it uh monster squad oh yeah yeah they Never use that one it. yeah they use that one as well in that but so it's it is a word that obviously is less prevalent in right. in uh, our entertainment now for a good reason mm-hmm. but yeah it was a big red flag for me in this but other than that language was largely harmful right if not trying to be weirdly anachronistic with the time that it was released yes yeah and that was like that felt like genie from aladdin sort of like they're trying to capture the magic of like robin williams as the genie sort of making anachronistic but then like other characters would do it and and not just the dragon yeah so that was weird but also like the genie, you can sort of grant some like uh, some magical levity of, of it being magical, and he, he says he exists in like all time and space, right. or something. like Yeah, that. he's sort of like the TVA from uh, the MCU. <laughs> exactly. Like he can just go back and forth. Oh wow, Disney uh, needs to sue themselves for ripping themselves. <laughs> yeah, off. that's right. Um, but this is yeah, this firmly takes place in the in the like stone ages, not the stone ages, but you know, like the medieval times, medieval times, <laughs> the restaurant. Yeah. The restaurant. Yeah. Um, they were filming cable guy also at the same time. It's really interesting. Um, yeah. And they like, there's a lot of like your in-flight meal, you know, like just sort of like jokes like that where it's like, I've got frequent flyer miles. And right. Like, okay. Everybody's doing it now. And there's like a seat, you know, like the dragons are the first ones to do it. And then all of a sudden, I mean, we'll get to the plot. I'm just kind of jumping around, but like Garrett does it right after them. And it's just like, Okay, so everybody's There's doing the the main character's mom says like you are my only hope at one point. Yeah, <laughs> there's just a lot of there's a lot going on with this movie. But anyway, so this is an animated movie That's from right. 1998 with a star-studded cast. Star-studded. Carrie Elways. I mean, Bronson Pinchot, who he makes mostly just kind of like noises and <laughs> sort of talks. Uh, I don't know who that is actually. I'm he's a uh, cousin Balky from uh, is it Perfect Strangers? And he played Jean Claude in, uh, or Jean Luc maybe in uh, the later seasons of Step by Step. He was the French hairdresser. Yay! <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> obviously these references are landing. Um, Pierce Brosnan as oh, King Arthur. Yes, I know who he is. Um, the uh, Mr. Schuster's ex-wife from Glee plays the main character of uh, Kaylee. 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 Yes. Spelled in a way I've never seen it spelled I've before. I've never spelled Yeah, there. I've seen it spelled many different ways, I and guess this is a the, new one. This is the medieval way of yeah, spelling it. Yeah, that's right. Um, Don Rickles, Eric Idle. As uh, Cornwall. Corny. Corny. And uh, Devon. Yes, and Jaleel White, also in the cast. Actually, oh. I brought with me the uh, DVD, oh, wow. which I checked out from my local public um, library. Jane, Jane Seymour, also in this cast as well. Which has the uh, cast list. Of oh, here we go. Character names. Yeah. Uh, don't forget... As Blade Beak. Oh, Blade Beak. Um, um, Jaleel White. I just said Jaleel White. You did. You were not listening. I certainly wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was so focused on getting Jaleel White in there. That's right. I missed it. Um, you would have missed it because he sounds nothing like Jaleel White. He doesn't. There was like one time when he was like caught in some mud and I was like. And he said, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> did I mud that? Yeah. <laughs> he accidentally, because he's, he's got a blade for a beak. You right. know, it's in the name. He accidentally blades well, one of the. He's got a blade for a head. <laughs> blade for a head, yeah. Uh, and he blades one of his one of his cronies, one of the bad guy cronies, and he just kind of goes, "Then I do, man." <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, quite a voice cast. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's uh, it's just kind of a tale, of a. Uh, would you describe it as an Arthurian tale? 
I would. Oh. That's an accurate t- way to describe it. <laughs> it is It is the time of King Arthur, uh, who is um, voiced by Pierce Brosnan. Yes. And uh, uh, there's a knight of the round table. I think his name's Lionel. 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 And he is uh, killed by his fellow knight of the round table. I always want to call him Gruber. But it's Rufin, Ruben, uh, Ruber, 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 Hans Ruber. Oh, voiced by. Did we say who he's voiced by? I don't think we did. I've forgotten his name. Gary Oldman. Gary I Oldman. I, which has Gary Oldman done much voice work? If he has, I'm not aware of it. Right. But um, is this, is this, this a is, low point for Gary? Oldman? I was going to ask, is this post Fifth Element? Liza would know. Liza would know. Let's channel Liza right now. (gasps) You fuckers! (laughs) How do you not know? The fifth element, I think, is like 97. That sounds right. This sounds... Yeah, I think 97 was a big year for things we're referencing. Right? Maybe 96? The fifth element was a 1997 film by Luc Basson. Uh, So, yes, coming fresh off of the fifth element. Well, maybe he recorded this before then. I mean, it is animation. It could have been. He also might have just walked right off set from the fifth element into the recording booth. (laughs) He might have been doing it on the phone during shooting. During shooting, yeah. Yeah. As he's like, can I get, I need a five minute break and then just on the phone (laughs) recording his lines. Now, Ruber um, turns evil. Right at the start of the movie. He's a, I mean, he, I, for all we know, he starts evil. There's right. no turn. Well, yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's a knight of the round table. I guess. So I just feel like... At some point, the, there the was The knights a... of the round table did not pick up on a lot of red flags. Sure. Speaking of red flags. Yeah, right? That I think his character may have, uh, you know, had mm-hmm. previous to the start of this movie. Yes. Is what I'm saying. Anyway, he uh, attacks... He wants Excalibur. Yes. He wants to rule the land. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of depth in this guy. Yeah. Until you get to a well, which is real <laughs> Pretty deep. Pretty deep. And, uh, and he uh, kills uh, Kaylee's father. Yes, Lionel. 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 Knight Sir Lionel. I yes. Um, cut to 10 years later. Yes. Kaylee is jumping around on a farm singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, oh, I wrote down the, uh, let's see. Um, okay. Death by Ruber. Ten years <laughs> later. Excalibur stolen. What? That's where we go. By a griffin. By a griffin. Voiced by <clears throat> this character. This Bronson Pynchon. That's the yes. one. What a name. I do mm-hmm. love that name. Yeah. Wait a minute. Pierce Brosnan. Bronson. Bronson. Pynchon. 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 Come on. Yeah. Pierce. Pierce. Pynchon. Wow. Brosnan. Bro- Bronson. Bronson. Is this, yeah. Was this meant to be or number what? Number 23 all over again? <laughs> we got to get Jim Carrey to figure this out. <laughs> hey. That's my Jim Carrey. That's good. I thought he was here. Uh, so uh, the Griffin steals the sword, but then drops it into the Forbidden Forest. The Forbidden Forest. Um, and uh, Ruber. Mm-hmm. Ruben? I've already forgot. Ruber. Ruben stuttered. Is very upset. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sorry uh, for... Dropping Excalibur in the Forbidden Forest. <laughs> Great impression of the Griffin. Thank you. And then uh, attacks uh, Kaylee's homestead for some reason. Well, he also injures King Arthur. That's right. King Arthur is injured in the attack. He's injured in the arm. Yes. Which incapacitates him for 90% of the movie. <laughs> right. <'Cause laughs> he is 
he's you, out. If you got an arm in a sling. Right. A lot of recovery time for, for King Arthur, this like famed legend of, he's just like, ah, my arm. Like <laughs> he is, he is out right. for the rest of the movie, basically. Um, and, uh, so, uh, Ruber, Kay- yeah, Ruber invades Ruber, their home. And Kaylee is sent off. Yes. Uh, she sneaks, she sneaks, <laughs> her away. mother is being held by two goons mm-hmm. and she is not. Yeah. So she goes through a giant hole in the mm-hmm. wall mm-hmm. where the men can see it all. Yes. Uh, and escapes. You know, there's a place in France where the naked ladies do dance. So. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but right before that, uh, Ruber creates, his army of mechanical men. Yeah, he gets a potion from a witch that allows him to create... Which says Acme on it. I don't know if you caught that. Does it? it sure oh, does. boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, it allows him to turn people into, like, fuse people with weapons. Right. So he fuses these, like, goons with other weapons. So, like, mm-hmm. there's a guy with, like, mace arms. And there's a guy with... Uh, not a slingshot, an arrow that shoots quickly. Crossbow. The crossbow, thank you. And then the chicken with an axe, with an axe. which is Bladebeak, right. of course, who suddenly gains also like a voice and like, like they all have sentience, but this one was a half chicken, half axe, and now like has a voice and. I mean, it needs to be noted this char- this chicken was receiving character development mm. before this. Yeah, and also his his wife, chicken, <laughs> later kind of brags about him and like points right. like that's my husband, but. Previous to that, she's like, you're flirting with these other hands. Right. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. Nuh-uh. Yeah. I, not in front of me. So that's the character arc right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she absconds into the Forbidden Forest. Which begins my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. She meets Garrett, oh, a, a blind dreamboat, a blind dreamboat mm-hmm. who is uh, voiced, voiced by, by Carrie Elways. Yeah. This and- was kind of like a, 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 a there was, a, you know, a, the Princess Bride, Robin yes. Hood Men in Tights. Quest for Camelot. Quest for Camelot. His career just kept going the up and up. perfect triage mm-hmm. of Carrie Elwes films. Yes. For a young Caitlin. Uh, so he he kind of leads her through the Forbidden Forest. They meet the dragons. That's right. Uh, Corny and the other one. Devin. Devin. And they... And they sing a very fun song. They sing They sing a lot of songs. <laughs> the one, one of the things I was going to talk about is the fact that the voice actors are not singing and the people that they got to be their uh, singing voices were not close. Not even close. Not even close. Like The, the guy for Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> it I, it's, just... It may as well have been like us singing the song. <laughs> yeah. It was so out of like Carrie Elway's voice range. Right. It was nuts. And for some of them... They just would start to be in the music video for the song yes. and stop singing. <laughs> uh-huh. Just like as they're walking, the song's still going. Right. Um, there's a, there were some interesting points where they broke out into song. Like there's a part where it's like they had just broken free from, I already forgot his name, Ruber. Ruber. Ru- Ruber. Um, they just broken free from him and they're kind of on the run and then a, they start breaking out in song. And I was like, well, you have a little more established that they're falling in love. Yeah, but like <laughs> you're like it's not like you killed him or like threw him down a pit or something. It's just kind of like oh, we evaded him. Now we're in love, and it's just like uh, okay, we need to like you need to have some urgency here right. because like you're still looking for Excalibur. You're still in the Forbidden. You're forest. still in the Forbidden Forest. He's not that far behind you. Let's pick it up. Right. You but, need to get out of the forest because, quite frankly, you shouldn't be there. But they have soundtracks to sell. So what are you gonna do? Exactly. Right. Um, so they, yeah, they go through the forest. Uh, they encounter a 
terrifically CGI animated troll. Okay. <laughs> this rock oh the troll right okay i thought we we're getting into like the cgi golem that they eventually run into right. well yeah <laughs> yeah okay same thing perfectly uh, cgi I, yeah. there's no no complaints no notes. let's move along no notes yeah <laughs> whatsoever boy was that a choice <laughs> and like it feels like 80 percent of the budget went to that scene because right. it feels like the sort of thing that was a like also, I would like to note that in the credits, they show each character having a different head animator. And right. it's very clear because there are just like weird, different animation styles throughout the movie that mm-hmm. don't seem to fit with each other. This one, however. <laughs> so we just, me and my me and my wife watched the Labyrinth, Labyrinth last night. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where her and the puppets go in and clearly it's in a... Uh, animated background and they just look so out of place on like a HD television. Is that the one where the guys are like throwing their heads and body parts around? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks it like I think like on like an 80s television it's like you don't really notice it that much but when right. you're watching like 2021 it's just like <laughs> oh gosh. Um, this I think in 1998 look probably looked bad mm-hmm. and still looks like it just was such a weird choice it's... because you have this big computer-generated rock monster Mm -hmm. that's moving around in a different, like, universe as the other characters, but they all have to, like, still react and move around to it. It's very bizarre. Even his, like, character design is different. He's just a very... He looks like he's from a different movie. Yeah. It's like... I think because it's computer animated, it reminds me of, like, early kind of, like, Pixar stuff Mm -hmm. where he's just... I don't know. Kind of of clunky... Uh, a tin toy yes and there's like that baby yeah (laughs) it's very clunky it's very rudimentary cgi i mean it's 1998 so what do you expect but it was still like it was a choice they made a choice there and they use cg in other parts of the movie and it's not out of place it's not as out of place as that because it's like the round table being installed right like it's like a singular object yeah that the camera is moving around so when it was a character yeah it's it, it's pretty bad it was very weird it was very weird but regardless um that troll they yeah. call it a troll it's a golem it's a golem yeah it also um so we we ruber and his henchmen depending on the scene are either thought like portrayed as like a real threat and really scary or they get <laughs> farted out of a room by a golem like they they end up on the under his under the golem's butt and Ruber kind of goes oh no and then like <laughs> next scene we see our two lovebirds running down the hallway and then just at the like speed of sound Ruber and his henchmen are just like shot into a wall right so we are led like to believe Looney that they Tunes were style. yes we are led to believe that they were just farted into a wall yes that look there were a couple points <laughs> in this movie where I felt like secondhand embarrassment for you having to watch this movie i wasn't embarrassed no i'm proud of my choices i'm proud of you too Should, don't be i'm not i was not embarrassed at all but that point and the point in the dragon song where they turn into sunny and share yeah there's a few things in this movie that are just it's it's you can tell that that whoever's writing the movie is it's sort of the note is like this, you know, like uh, we have to have a scene like Aladdin or like, you know, this, like this. And it just was like, at no point did the movie ever feel like it had its own identity because right. it's trying to be all these different things at once. And it's just using like archetypes. Right. And not really. Right. The dragon should make references like the genie, you know, mm-hmm. this, and it all like, 
it and you know because it i mean it just it fits with the movie because it's also like so many different animation styles happening at the same time so of course why not have different comedy styles or different movie telling styles or storytelling styles it's yeah Uh, so eventually well so that that troll is using excalibur as a toothpick yes so they do get excalibur they do get excalibur ruber catches up to them gets excalibur this movie is really just like a big chase. Yes. Fuses <laughs> it with his own arm. Which is pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. And then he takes over Camelot mm-hmm. with Excalibur. And then uh, gets knocked out a window. He gets knocked out of a window. By Kaylee on a big beam of wood that yes. was just hanging there. Just hanging. Yeah, just the under construction, <laughs> perpetually under construction round table room. Those knights need to get their act together. Yeah. Eventually, it's sort of like the the tunnel in Seattle. It was just like, <laughs> right. you know, come on, let's get it together. Um but so she she formulates a plan that she can get the Excalibur stuck back in the stone, the That's famed right. stone. Mm-hmm. And so she gets it stuck in the stone. All of his previous magic reverses itself. Right. All the weapon men become men and weapons again. He's evaporated. That is what I was going to say. So every all the spells are, re- are reversed. So like uh, apparently all the fires go out. Uh, the chicken axe becomes a chicken and an axe again mm-hmm. everything's reversed except he is disintegrated <laughs> he is there's killed. too much power in that stone i guess so They're... rather than just like splitting him in the sword again he's gone right he's it's... dead i Look, mean he's got to e- get rid of that bad guy he's evil so there was i i only noticed it this watch through mm-hmm. there's a point when she heals um, Garrett, who's been wounded with yeah. some plants, and there's like this little like blue magic effect animation, uh-huh. and then that also happens again when she touches a stone. And I was just like wondering if that was like some kind of dropped <laughs> plot where she uh-huh. was like a witch or like she had magic powers, right? Because or... she's kind of, like you see her early in the movie training to be a knight, right? At no point... She's, like, training herself. Right. But, like, it would have been something if, like, her mother was, like, you know, like, her her dad was a knight of the round table, and her mother was, like, not a secret witch, but, like, maybe knew some, like, magic. Mm-hmm. Like or she's like, uh... There's a witch in Arthurian legend. Yeah. Uh, Merlin. <laughs> no, the lady one. Oh, the lady one. Ma- Mary Magdalene. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Merlina. But, like, if, like, you know, like, it turns out that her mother was, like, an apprentice to Merlin or something. Right, yeah. And Who, she... Merlin is in the movie. Yes. And, like, sparing... Again, <laughs> Yeah, it's very like, sparingly. It's weird when you have, like, these, like, new characters, but then you also have the established characters of Arthurian lore. Right. And they're just kind of, like... Have, a, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be over here. He does... Merlin does provide uh, Aiden... Mm. Uh, also known as Silverwing, yes. the uh, hawk that the hawk. guides Garrett, mm-hmm. which also is never... I mean, I guess uh, Garrett lived in Camelot. and then Previously. Previously. That is... That's so. That's a, like a second layer of character development, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he has history. He knew, where the, he knew how to get to the round table room through the stables. Right. Somehow. And he had... He had was living on his own in the woods and he was a recluse this bird and so he was living living a happy life yes uh uh uh, so yeah that's merlin that's That's merlin that's our buddy merlin that's what he's up to but yeah she just has magic for some reason and it would have been it wouldn't have been that hard to just say like 
yeah, mother was an apprentice to Merlin and therefore like I know some rudimentary spells or something. Just mm-hmm. like something that gives you some explanation as to why she's sort of imbued with magic mm-hmm. other than just like it's it's King Arthur time and everybody might be imbued with a little bit of magic. Right, yeah. Or well, because, And that was also like in the so- song that Garrett sings uh-huh. about standing alone, uh-huh. like a tall tree, I stand alone. Yes. Um, he points out those leaves as like healing. So it's like, okay, the, like there's an explanation for that even without the magic. But then, yeah, at the end, why does Gruber? Uh, do you know who did his singing voice, by the way? I do not. Steve Perry. Also known as? The lead singer of Journey. Oh. <laughs> He was the singing voice for Carrie Elways. So right. when you go home and, you know, if you're listening to this and you just say, you know what? I'm going to listen to some Journey. I'm going to uh, don't stop believing. That's the voice they picked for Carrie Elways. Right. A perfect match. Perfect match. <laughs> a match made in heaven. Um, and then that's it. The movie's over. They Well, uh, King Arthur knights them and sort of marries them at the same time. Right. I was confused about that. I, I was like, I read that, that straightforward. Okay. I knew exactly what happened. Okay. I was like, oh, this is cool. They're just both becoming knights. Uh-huh. But then they kissed, and I was like, well, this is their first date. I had to, <laughs> I had to, I had to read the the when I read the wiki. Then it was said like, oh, they got married at the same time. I was like, oh, okay, that was unclear. I don't know. That sounds like fan wish fulfillment. <laughs> whoever is, yeah. wrote the wiki, it's wiki Wikipedia <laughs> pranksters. They're not actually married. Okay, you're trying to insert the look. I'm trying to make Kaylee as independent yeah. as possible. Yeah. You're trying to make her as independent as possible. The Wikipedia people, she must be married or she's a lonely spinster. And we can't have that. Not in our quest for Camelot. Certainly not. Universe. Did you know there were follow-up video games? I did not. Yeah. Uh, when you say follow-up, do you mean adaptations or like these were sequels? Sequels. Really? Well, I think one of them might have been an adaptation. Then there was a true sequel where you could like hang out in Camelot. Dang. Because um, I... When you pitched this movie to me, for some reason, I was like, end of sentence. Imagining when you pitched this movie for some reason. For some reason. Now let's get to the review. Um, (laughs) I was picturing this movie to look like like King's Quest, like one of those point and click animation games. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I was just like picturing. I I did not realize it was made in ninety eight when I when you had said it to me. So I was sort of imagining this to be a very rudimentary animated movie. Most of the animation's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, there's some spots where it's a little rough, and mm. obviously the part with the golem is wild. And, and a lot of the mouth it's like, doesn't yes, match up. Yes. It's so it's like some of the animation is like must-see for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, I was like kind of imagining it to be like really cruddy animation. And other than some weird choices, and you're right, the, ma- the mouth not matching the, the what's going on on screen, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or what's coming out of your speakers... It's like the, the animation's like pretty good, and like especially in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. when they're showing like sprawling shots of Camelot and all this, I was like, you know what, this looks pretty good. Yeah, especially with my what my expectations were, which was not <laughs> not high. Right, but animation's good. This least. was this was uh, the movie that came. It was Space Jam was the studio's first movie. Uh huh. Or, I mean, there were previous studios, and then studios were bought. Right. So those are this studios second this is movie, warner yeah. brothers animation yeah yeah uh, and then they made the iron giant after mm-hmm. that which wow. listeners that's my favorite movie of all time wow so you know i guess it does have a soft spot in my heart for yeah. coming from that studio it yeah this is a and this was not a success for the studio it was not 
I, I feel like Warner Brothers, after Space Jam, had a real run of not popular movies. Yeah, I mean, the Iron Giant, I think, is now, like, maybe, like, um, Colts. Right. You know, like, is a success, but when mm-hmm. it came out, was not a big success. It was not, no. But this one, in both Colt and when it came out, not very successful. <laughs> Correct. Um, so let's get to a rating. Let's do it. Let's do it. If we ever got a dragon with five heads. <laughs> okay. Out of five dragon heads. Unless you have a better. I don't. Okay. Five dragon heads. What would you give Quest for Camelot? Uh, this is kind of gruesome, but I'm going to give it two and a half heads. Hey. <laughs> uh, Chop one of them in half. Mainly. Um, actually, you know what? I'll be nice. I'll give it three. Okay. Since I chose it. Um, that whole segment in the Forbidden Forest when they're like, there's all these weird plants and like weird animals and yeah. creatures they're running into, that still sings true to my heart. Sure. I love a weird plant. Yeah. <laughs> plant animal. Um, and like, I don't know, it was probably one of the first movies I saw that was like, had a female protagonist, mm-hmm. which is cool. And the, uh, uh, Garrett, is like he's blind and like that's never like well it's probably the butt of a joke but it's like he doesn't at the end of the day when ev- when everyone is saved he doesn't like get his eyesight back or right something. and also like there is there is a there is a version of this movie made around the, the same time that would have that character be the comic relief right yeah like it, it is the butt of the joke that he's blind mm-hmm. and instead he's a very capable like male lead yeah and so. I almost said, and this is very insensitive, and I apologize. I almost said it's it would be nice for people of that to see that on screen, but you know, stupid, right? Dumb word. I understand. Um, but to have that on screen as like that's the main character, that's somebody who is an admirable character, especially in the '90s, right? Yeah, is really rare to see because mm-hmm. it's it's always you know the tough, you know, brawny, you know, handsome, flawless, flawless man. Mm-hmm. So I did. I was very like surprised about that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like as stupid as Gruber. Nope, Ruber. <laughs> is Gruber from Hans Gruber is the bad guy okay, from Die Hard. That's who I'm. Gruber is uh, Will Forte. <laughs> right. Um, he's just I don't, like I, Gary Oldman gives like a great voice performance for him. And he, during his song, when he's producing his mechanical men, he's like just doing these like weird, yeah, strongman dance moves that I thought were dumb the day that I saw them, and I still think they're dumb, and I find that very charming. Uh-huh. So yeah, three, three, three-headed dragon. Yeah, I will give it the same rating that I gave it on Voodoo when I rented it. Uh, two. Okay. I will stay with uh with oh. Corny and uh D- Devon. Devin. Devin. Very in canon of you. Um, I will, yeah, stick with the traditional two-headed dragon. When this movie hits, it is it is hitting. Mm-hmm. But when it's missing, boy, <laughs> it does it miss. So, like, some of the songs are fine. I would say that, like, the songs are generally kind of a weak spot of the movie. Some mm-hmm. of them are okay, and right. a lot of them are bad. Um, as cool as it was is to have a female protagonist in a non-Disney movie, because sure. it is rare for non-Disney's to do a female protagonist. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the actress was very good. I forget her name, but she's, you know, you recognize her from like Glee and Boston Public and stuff. She's in a lot of TV shows. Mm-hmm. I didn't think she did. She had a very strong voice performance. Right. <clears throat> and who do you think was the strongest voice performance? Carrie Elways. Yeah. I'd say. I'd yeah. Think. I mean, he's just, he like, 
you know his voice. Mm-hmm. And he has one of those commanding, very recognizable voices from mm-hmm. movies. And, you know, he's also putting in the most, well, other than her, the most work. Right. And I just don't think that, and this is no slight to her, I just don't think she's maybe like voice acting is maybe her strong suit. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've liked her in a lot of stuff, but I didn't think she was particularly great in this. Right. So, not, not enough for a leading character. Not enough for a leading character. Mm-hmm. Especially they have like Jane Seymour, who is also herself a very strong actress. Mm-hmm. Not that she should have voiced the, the female protagonist, but it was just to have another stronger voice actor in it playing right. a minor role to her, mm, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyways, Kaylin, it's time for the surprise prize. <gasps> Are you ready for I'm the surprise prize? Great. So is Fernando. Kaylin's got a bag. He's pulling it towards himself. He's making some noises. Should I reveal them as the song is playing? Uh, you can do whatever you want. It's your you are presenting the surprise prize. The surprise prize is brought to you by Kaylin. So you may do whatever you like. If you'd like to reveal them as the song goes, as it ends. Now what the heck is that? Can you hear the drums I see a mean uh, bug. Are these? Oh no, it broke it. Oh no. <laughs> okay, I fixed it. Um, these are not Beast Wars. These are Beast Wars. Transformers. For this. Wow. So just uh, around the era that this movie came out uh-huh. is also when Beast Wars came out. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I just thought I'd bring a few Beast Wars toys. Wow. And uh, we could talk about, I don't know, action figures. Uh, yeah. You know, the f- I, I love this because if you brought these over with Liza, she would just be like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, she, like, I I think, like, the, I, the, the likelihood that the two words Beast Wars have, like, ever <laughs> crossed her ears is low. I agree. I'm going to say it's low. This was like, uh, yes, I felt uh, this would be a better conversation with just the two of yeah, us. Just the two of us. The boys. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Um. Now, uh, are, did you? So I had never been into Transformers. Yeah, I'd never watched the cartoon. Uh-huh. I never owned any of the toys. Beast Wars comes out. I never. I didn't even know there was a cartoon. Also, sorry, apologies. Boy non-binary. Sorry. Course, yeah. Sorry. You know. Sorry. It's it's a term. Yes. Um. So I saw these in the store, and I was like, you know, Transformers were like pretty neat. It's like okay, it's a guy who turns into a truck. Yeah. But then, like, a guy who turns into a crab? Uh Uh-huh. A guy who turns into a roly-poly? Yeah. (laughs) So I did have Transformers growing up. Okay. I was really into the 1984 Transformers movie, the animated movie, Mm -hmm. with Judd Nelson, I think, as Hot Rod, which is a strange (laughs) casting choice. But um, I was in Orson Welles' Unicron. Unicron, right. So I I was super into that movie growing up. I didn't watch a ton of the TV show, mm-hmm. but I did have some of the toys. and But I do think Beast Wars was the first one where I was like, I was just into it from the beginning. Yeah. And so- Did I, you watch the show? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I think I like may have trailed off towards the end. Mm-hmm. And so, but like I did watch, I think probably the first two or three seasons of the show and I was super into it. So yeah. I had like Gorilla Optimus. Mm-hmm. Tyrannos- Optimus Primal. Optimus Primal. <laughs> Uh, you know, Tyrannosaurus Megatron. Mm-hmm. Just I, and, you know, I had, I had a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was very into it as well. There was a uh, recent Transformers Netflix animated series, a three part. Uh huh. 
uh, and the the third series, the main Transformers crossover with the Beast Wars characters. Oh, <laughs> and it's funny the Transformer uh, Tyrannosaurus Megatron is just called Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> so there's they this, didn't even try. Yeah. Yeah. There's just two Megatrons, and <laughs> I don't know. It was funny. Well, it's interesting. I mean, like, so you know, there's Rat Trap. Of course. Which is, but the funniest one to me, I was always because there was the dinos, the Dinobots in the original Transformers with like Grimlock and right. Uh, but in Beast Wars, it was just Dinobot. <laughs> the one. The one. The right. one dinosaur. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and so I, I mean, this is a very small selection. I probably have twenty of them. I really got into them when they started like combining two beasts. Mm-hmm. So I have one that's like a sc- scorpion, but its tail's a cobra. Yeah, and I have one that's like a like a zebrafish and a wasp. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I mean like it was I it was one of those things that like I think it came out at the right time because like I mm-hmm. was you know like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years old when right. that show started, and the sort of like rudimentary love of animals and like cool animals plus robots. It was perfect. And like, it was for me, like one of the first cartoons I was really into those like purely CGI also. Right. And like, I'm sure if you went back and watched it now, the CGI would look like shit. (laughs) Like that golem. Like that golem. Quest for Campbell. But at the time you're just like, I've never seen anything like this. You know, like the way that the transformers would like just fully realize, like transform in 3d. You're just Mm -hmm. like, Whoa. Whoa. I can't believe they can do that. <laughs> Were there any other uh, toys that you collected? I collected so many toys as a kid that I'm sure just like either are in like weird hidden boxes somewhere in my parents' house or they just threw away. Yeah. Um, I had one of the Ghostbusters, you know, like the the like um, the firehouse mm-hmm. and um, had a bunch of Ninja Turtles classics i loved power rangers toys like i so wanted a megazord so bad never got it i had a friend who had it and we would go over to his house and play with his (laughs) and then like eventually i got like the dinozord the one that would go over the shoulders of the megazord so we were like we're friends and we can like combine our things together oh man you guys are just like the power rangers yeah (laughs) uh so that i was really into star trek so i had a bunch of star trek toys okay and that was another thing like he would have like he would buy like he would get like the other you know set of the figures and then would like, you like would... coordinate yeah like, i'm gonna get these ones so you get these yes ones. yeah um so i that's, had that's smart very smart strategic kids. very smart kids <laughs> so you know and, like a lot of the times we would get like the little the micro machine size star trek ships so okay. that we could like actually do like space battles with them Ooh. because if you bought like the lo- the large size ones that's that's expensive <laughs> but the micro machines that's okay um can i just uh become liza here for a yeah. second go nerd alert hey <laughs> i thought she was in france <laughs> i was supposed to be safe <laughs> um i was also very into mighty max that was the other toy that i bought okay my that which came out quite a bit earlier yeah but man a toy that turns into a little playset. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on. That's... What were some? Did you? Were there other toys that you were super into? It was mainly Mighty Max and uh-huh. Beast Wars. Yeah, there was later on. Actually, I guess I was more in high school. A little later in high school is when War Planets came out. I don't know what War Planets. War is. Planets was a take on Mighty Max, basically, but it was just like a a planet uh-huh. that would then unfold, and it just had like. 
three times as many little action figures in it yeah. than Mighty Max did, and it was a whole playset. Yeah. There, there was a cartoon of that on, like, MTV or something uh-huh. that I never saw. What Was there a toy that you were never able to get your mitts on that, like, as a kid, you were just like, I just really want this thing? <sighs> I, I, there were, yes. So, speaking of war planets, uh, listeners may not know this. I don't think it ever came up. Uh, previously but i am a huge fan of octopuses Mm -hmm. Uh, and there was a war planet called planet octazoid wow and all of the characters were octopus or squid themed and it never like trend masters was the toy company who made war planets Uh uh-huh and they like released their catalog that had it in it but then it just never came out oh weird so it's like because the company went under yeah because they were not well run <laughs> right yeah um, there's a reason i've never heard of war <laughs> yeah yeah uh so that's just been like i, I can't even like spend a thousand dollars and get it on ebay right it's just like it just doesn't exist it doesn't exist it's never manufactured right yeah you would of course if, uh, of course yeah. yeah um and i do uh the reason i have these these is because my mom recently moved so i took all my childhood stuff from her house sure uh and one of the boxes got put in the Goodwill pile, and I, it was like all of my Star Wars figure. Uh-huh. I did. I threw it. Absolute fit. <laughs> a star, just like anything that was like high school onward. Uh-huh. So just like I had the cool, uh, the Night Witch from Lord of the Rings. Wow. I had the uh, the um, uh, the Witch King. Uh, yes, that one. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> Uh, uh, I had, I had alert. A, a sentinel from the matrix the uh-huh. like octopus robot and it was like listeners imagine imagine Kalen's a giant holding, watermelon yeah being imagine Kalen's holding their hands out <laughs> like a foot apart from each other i'm gonna say a foot and a half conservatively and it <laughs> was like it had all the arms mm-hmm. and that those are a lot on ebay now yes yeah i had rancors from star wars like three different sizes yeah I had a lot of good stuff that I miss a lot dearly. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted, what was it? The I had uh, the brain bug from Starship Troopers. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I'll start I, crying pretty soon. Yeah. I really wanted the, is it the Pterodome from Ninja Turtles? Yes. The thing that Krang always was in. Now that you've said that. Te- I wanted one of those. Technodrome? Yes. Dome? Technodrome. Technodome. Te- Whatever. <laughs> Techno something. Techno bowl. <laughs> I really wanted one of those so bad and just right. never had got my mitts on it and they never had a friend who had it yeah but the that one was like a huge thing like you were talking about like the foot and a half like mm-hmm. this thing was like a big because you'd want your figures to be inside of it right and so i wanted that thing so bad but i was never able to get one of those is that something you saw in like the sears christmas catalog they had the commercials uh, you know they would run right. on tv and it was just like this you know they'd show it in like it, you know, like this, the background is like the, the center of the earth kind of like thing. Mm-hmm. And there's the techno dome or techno drum, whatever. And just like, I want that so bad, but never was able to, oh, I mean, I did not, I'm not going to like pretend like as a kid that I was like wanting for much from my parents. <laughs> like it was, it was not that hard to, to just like say like, oh, I want that thing. Mm-hmm. But that was just one of those things I just was never able to, to get. Right. I uh, I feel you. I definitely, now that you said that, I remember wanting that. And yeah. I didn't have any Ninja Turtles toys. I just like a giant thing with an eyeball on top Yeah, a giant it. thing with an eyeball on top of it. Yeah, I just, I wanted it. I wanted it, but never got it. Uh, uh, but that does exist on eBay, so I probably could. There you go. Probably could get it. Let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> Anyways, Kaylin. Andrew. Uh, we're wrapping up here. 
Like a mummy. Like a mummy. <laughs> like a, we're wrapping it up like a mummy. <laughs> and you can spend your money, not your mummy, uh, by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash goodtalkstudio. And uh, you'll hear Kalen on the upcoming bonus episode Ooh, of Throwback I can't to wait to and, hear me. To hear you. Uh, and hey, uh, I just have to say as a supporter of that Patreon, I it's worth the bucks. Oh, Kalen. Wow. And you can quote me. I, I will. <laughs> Of course, when uh, this episode comes out on vinyl, <laughs> I'll put that quote on the back. Uh, Kaylin, any plugs for you? Where do you want people to find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kaylin Knowles. Uh, you can read a comic that I am doing all of this year on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at Stick Forms on Instagram. Uh, those comics will be collected in a book coming out also at the start of November uh just follow my social media for more information on how to get that book um yeah check it out great follow us on instagram as well at throwback to school and that'll do it for this one and we'll see you tomorrow see you tomorrow bye-bye bye-bye